Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. So many people in endeavoring to exercise faith and believe for things just follow someone else. Well, so-and-so said so-and-so. Well, really, that's unimportant. What does the Word say? You don't know it just because somebody told you. You know the Word for yourself or else you don't know it. You see, if, well, now so-and-so said this and so-and-so said they prayed and this worked. Well, you see, your faith's in what so-and-so said. Your faith's not in what God said. Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. This week we continue the Timeless Teaching Series by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. This will be an excellent week of teaching. Stay tuned. Plus, later in today's program, I'll give you details on how you can obtain this month's special offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. You could open your Bibles, 21st chapter of Matthew. Matthew chapter 21. We're just simply going through the four Gospels and noting what Jesus said about prayer. Well, here in this 21st chapter of Matthew, in the 21st and 22nd verses, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Now, of course, in the previous verse, he was talking about faith and just speaking to the mountain. But now then, he's talking about faith in connection with prayer. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing. Now, uh, if he just hadn't added that word believing, we'd all automatically had it made. It would have just simply read that whatsoever ye ask in prayer, ye shall receive but believing. Well, you can't believe beyond actual knowledge. I said you can't believe beyond actual knowledge. You know that, don't you? That's where so many people miss it. You'll notice that that's exactly what the Spirit of God is saying through the Apostle Paul in Romans, the 10th chapter. We're all familiar with the Scripture, of course, where that uh, the Spirit said through the Apostle Paul that uh, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, the 10th verse he said, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. For the Scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. The 13th verse, he said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now notice this 14th verse. That's what I want you to get. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? 
And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Now notice, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Well, you can't. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So he summed it up in that 17th verse by saying, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I said faith begins where the will of God is known. That's a reason that in speaking of the prayer life, Jesus said there in John 15, 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Because if his words abide in you, you can believe in line with the word. But if his words do not abide in you, even though it may be in line with the word, you can't believe in line with the word because you don't know, you haven't heard. So many people in endeavoring to exercise faith and believe for things, just follow someone else. Well, so-and-so said so-and-so. Well, really, that's unimportant. What does the Word say? You don't know it just because somebody told you. You know the Word for yourself, or else you don't know it. You see, if, well, now, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said they prayed and this worked. Well, you see, your faith's in what so-and-so said. Your faith's not in what God said. Your faith must be in what God said. Now, in many things of life, of course, uh, we can read the Word of God and find out that He's promised to supply all of our needs. I have a right then to believe for my needs. Amen. But you see, so many people try, well, in fact, they do. They get out beyond the Word, make all kinds of foolish prayers and foolish confessions. And, you know, they do despite really unto the Word of God. But uh, I've said it for 50 years. I'm going to keep on saying it. Find scriptures that promise you the things you're praying for. Then you've got a real foundation for faith. So many times Christians are praying in the dark. By that I mean the psalmist said, The entrance of thy words giveth light. Well, if you don't know what the Word said on anything you're praying about, then you're in the dark on it. So you're praying in the dark. And folks in the dark don't know where they're going. They stumble over things. So, how important is God's Holy Word? Now, like I said, any number of things. Here in Romans, he was talking about salvation. How does faith for salvation come? By hearing, hearing by the Word of God. What about the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Same way. How about divine healing? Same way. How about answers to prayer? Same way. But now then, those come in different categories like, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But you see then, when folks get over here praying about some other things, they have to sometimes wait on God to find out just what his will is about that. I make mention sometimes of the fact of a friend of mine in my hometown. I had uh, known them and visited with them in their home, almost lived with them when I first started preaching. So I was 
away, passed in another town, but I was back there visiting, ran into him on the street. He said to me, Kenneth, have you heard? I said, well, I heard what? No. He said, well, we're moving away. I've accepted a job in another city. Now, these were depression days, and just a few dollars a month was big money. In fact, I had men in my church. I'm thinking one man now worked on the railroad. Railroads were real busy in those days. Main means of transportation, passenger trains and all. And uh, he made $37.50 a month. I mean, that's his monthly salary. My uncle was vice president of one of the banks. First vice president, only one fellow hiring him, that's the president. Right at first, he was making $90 a month. When he got to be first vice president, they did move him up to $120 a month. See, it don't sound big now, but uh, that's a lot of money in Depression days. I know a lot of people's head of companies made $100 a month. That's their, that's their salary. Well, this man on his job, he was a specialist in a certain area, and he was getting an increase of $30 a month. Don't sound big like I said now, but, but in other words, really, he was getting about half of his salary. <laughs> you know, in other words, he was making about $60 a month, and he's getting $90 a month. See, which was, you know, and like I said, he was just simply a technician in a certain area. And uh, here, here were people that were, uh, you know, heads of institutions only making $100 a month. So it sounded real good. Well, I, I said to him, have, uh, you see, I knew the family before they got into full gospel, before even there's a full gospel church in our town. And his wife was sick all the time. In fact, the doctors had given up on her. Well, they got over into the full gospel movement and she was completely and perfectly healed. Then they had a boy, their oldest son, that was uh, physically handicapped. And doctors were not able to help them. And, and he, uh, he was marvelously helped by the power of God. And they got into this good church. I said to him, have you uh, checked out to see if they got a full gospel church in that town? Now, I knew they didn't have. No full gospel church there, whatever. No, I said, I never even thought of that. Well, I said, I believe if I was you, I'd check. I happen to know that there's no full gospel church in that city. None whatsoever. Now, in the process of time, somebody did go there. But none whatsoever. I said, have you prayed about it? He looked at me, you know, now here's a, here's a man that's a member of a full gospel church, Pentecostal person. Looked at me like in, in amazement, said, no, I never even thought about that. You see, his eyes is on money. Well, I'm getting $30 more a month. I said, now, you mean to tell me that you would move your family, take them out of a good full gospel church, got no full gospel church to go to, no one to help you in the area of faith and healing. And I knew you when, when your wife was, well, the doctor just, get, just simply said to you, they didn't tell her, we've done all we can do. She just would not live much longer. Now she's perfectly well. And your son, boy, he said, I never thought of that. I said, I believe if I was you, I'd go praying about it. You see, there's some things we need to pray about. What is God's will? What is it? You know, even though it looks better, looks good, might not be his will. Well, in the process of time, I was visiting again, ran into him on the street, you know. And he smiled and said, well, as you can see, because you had already been moved, said, I didn't take that job. I said, you didn't know? Man, he said, I got to praying about it. 
And it's just like you said, the more I prayed about it, the more I knew on the inside of me, I needed to stay right where I am. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagan. The mini book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagan. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagan. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can go to rhema.org and find out anything about us. And, you know, and I want to thank all of you because, you know what, without you, we couldn't continue to keep this on and without your partnership. And we have word partners. And uh, you can go right there to rhema.org slash WPC and find out, find out what, a, what a word partner is. It's somebody that, that helps us every month with a, with a financial gift. Some are large, some are small. But when they all come together, we're able to do everything that we need to do. And if they could just hear the testimonies that we get when we're out traveling here in the U.S. and then overseas. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know what? Last month, uh, we were down in South America and we yes. had, we had I don't know how many people testimony, said testimony. Testimonies of, that they watch us on the, on the television. And so we, we want to thank you for partnering with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.